0: know a lot about golf. Well, we're
1: waiting. Hey, it is us. Those from James Golf Guys. Uh, I'm John Ashton. I'm in the studio. He is Jeff Smith. Lord knows where he is. I'm back home, dude. I didn't want to come back. It's cold
2: here. (laughs) It was beautiful and sunshiny. Here's the thing. So I was in Orlando, Florida. Everybody knows. PGA mm-hmm. Show week. You took some time off. I did. Right? Yeah. We did a little Golf Pro Radio for you last week, folks. Yep. It was great. Uh, I took off, went to the PGA Show. Had a little bit of an ice look, storm today. I look at the temperature down in Orlando, and I'm like, yeah. You know, last week in Orlando was
1: nice. Oh, okay. Okay.
2: Mid-70s. So it was really good. So I was outside a demo day, mm-hmm. right? You've been on the demo day grounds, big 365 degree, or 360 degree at 365. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I got that extra 5% degrees there. 360 degree driving range. This thing is a monster, yeah. right? Yeah. And there's every manufacturer, well, not you know everyone, but there's just clubs and beaten balls galore. And, you know, there's education stuff. Last year, I the PJ asked me to speak. Um, and I stood there and got soaking wet because it was cold and rainy. And this year, they asked me to speak. And I'm like, can you, can you give me some better weather? So... <laughs> Here I am speaking for PJ Magazine on Tuesday Demo Day, and in front of me is my good friend Kevin Weeks from Cog Hill. We'll have Kevin on the show. He's a great guy. Kevin Weeks just received the highest award a teacher can receive, the National Teacher of the Year Award. Ooh, okay. This is the old Indiana Teacher of the Year Award, and for Kevin's sake, it would be Illinois. Right. Um, is Cog Hill in Chicago, but the National Teacher of the Year, so that's a big deal. It is. So he's yes. up in front of me, and he, of course, since we're good friends, decides to, you know, throw some love my way, so to speak, in a rather tongue-in-cheek, rather kind of way. That mm-hmm. I'm, and then I'm up next, and then I do my thing and get up there for an hour and start talking about. I was talking about the difference between or the balance between teaching and club fitting. Right. That's a that's a neat conversation for a lot of golf pros to get into. Mm-hmm. You know, where do we start thinking about club related issues, um, you know, causing this problem or that problem? You know, where do we start with the uh, the physical? Is it the swing or is it the clubs? Exactly. Right. Yeah, there's a balancing act all the time if we're going to help somebody get better. So I did my thing and then I got to introduce my other friend, Rick Murphy, who's from Greensboro, North Carolina. And I've known Rick for a long time, and he was speaking right after me. All three of us are staying in the same house. <laughs> it's hilarious. The PGA flags us all and says, boys, let's go talk. Mm-hmm. So we all got to, you know, like say, all right, I want th- this is what I want. You know, like when, John, when you go on a famous person's TV show, there's a green room and you have some certain requests or slash requirements in order for you to go on their show. Mm hmm. And the, the green, green room request or something like that. I, I guess that's what they're called.
1: Yes. It's riders in your contract. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so um, Kevin's was, uh, he got to, we got to go out. All of us got to go out to eat at Waffle House. <laughs> <got> <laughs> right. Okay. Because town, what, baby. Right. And uh, so that was a breakfast. And, and I got to take care of lunch uh I, you know we had to have pizza there okay. that was my my writer and and Rick uh you know he he just wanted to ride home
1: <laughs> don't leave me stranded <laughs>
2: he's, he's like just get me back to the house man <laughs> no but I, I there was a lot going on uh, that my my big week. It, i I want to say a week, but it's actually it was actually a little more than a week um it was a ten day
3: mm-hmm.
2: um I get off the plane in Orlando and i land i get up and i get out leave the house at three thirty in the morning get get to the airport you know at four forty five for a six o'clock flight and uh land in Orlando eight thirty get my rental car and drive as fast as I can to an aim point golf click
3: <laughs>
2: with the, the head honcho himself is giving it The Mr. Mr. Aimpoint creator, uh, Mark Sweeney. Oh, cool! And he is, uh, he's giving this aim point clinic myself. So when I, I wandered in to be, uh, to be a participant in the clinic as a, as a teacher, he, uh, he looked at me and gave me the, the howdy ho and said here we go let's let's roll let's do this I had a lot of fun there
1: cool yeah. so you, you you hit the ground running and didn't stop man literally next next two days
2: were the pga's uh biannual uh teaching and coaching summit it's okay. basically golf teachers teaching teachers right another another education
1: deal right teachers and, uh, teaching the teachers to teach yes
2: and do you know who made that stage for the first time in his career
1: would it be a uh a certain mr jeff smith
2: no oh. i would no, <laughs> have not made that milestone in my career yet oh okay but friend of the show was it mr donut boy it was mr <laughs> donut boy right. mr james Hong. James Long. He was
1: on just about a month and a half ago.
2: He was tagged by the PGA of America to say, James, you are literally one of the best in the country at what you do. Please come talk about it. Hmm. And he absolutely killed it. He did a great job up there on stage on quite possibly the biggest stage that a golf instructor can be on. Right.
1: And he, cool. he did that.
2: So, yay, Ra, for the hunger.
1: Yeah. And it's we can still cream. say we know him, right? That's right. Okay, good. Krispy Kremes for everybody.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's from New York, man. It's a Dunkin' town.
2: It is a Dunkin' town. Yeah. So, that's all right. He's got his franchises every place.
1: He's, he's doing all right. You know, just as an aside, we're going to digress. Yeah. Because we do it so well.
2: Because that's what we do.
1: Do you know that there there is an intersection in Revere, Massachusetts, just a couple of miles away from Logan Airport? It's it's two four lane roads intersecting. Okay, very busy intersection. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Dunkin' Donut shop on each of the four corners.
2: Oh, you're kidding me.
1: No. So no one has to cross traffic to get their donut on the way to work. That's genius. Isn't it though? And there's enough business for them all to survive Clearly. quite well. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. I just thought I'd throw that out there.
2: I need to Google that get my, <laughs> and get myself a, uh, like a, a Google earth shot of that. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you there's somebody that did the 360 degree view of that thing.
1: I would not be surprised. Not at all.
2: I wouldn't be surprised at all.
1: <laughs> hey, so, donuts, uh, man! I mean, you know, golf pros and disc jockeys and and radio guys. That's what we live on. Oh, and cops. And cops.
2: Yeah. Oh, speaking of that. Yes. Here, because here we are digressing yet again. Okay. <laughs> What happens when you dig? What do you call it when you digress off a digression? A, a read digression? Is it a digression uh, squared? It could Maybe. Be. I'm not sure. I don't know. So I'm driving up Interstate 69, and I'm going. This is Bill's weekend donut show now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm driving up Interstate 69 um, in in Michigan now, just over the Indiana border. Um, because i'm going to hillsdale college to see my son because that's where he goes and it's not far off of that Uh so lo and behold i don't know probably four or five miles into michigan there's a a billboard and there's four police officers on the billboard and they're holding donuts (laughs) and, and the billboard says cops and donuts and you're driving by it so fast, all you can do is laugh. You don't even know whether that's a, like a real store or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you could see. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, there we go.
1: Yeah, Cops right. and donuts. Cops and donuts. Yeah, it's a so real billboard. Uh, donuts are the staff of life, however. I mean, we, we must admit, admit to that. Uh, eventually, you have to come to that realization. And another little aside um, that may or may not make it onto the show, but do you know what has um, – Four teeth and eight breasts.
2: (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got to tell that to Kevin Weeks. (laughs) Matter of fact, we'll just get him to listen to the show. (laughs) And and he'll roll his eyes and shake his head going, I'm not coming on to
1: that show <laughs> i'm not associating myself with those guys at well, all they are sick
2: ruin, look it's ruining his sponsorship with 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 uh waffle house as we speak
1: right yeah. <laughs> and another little aside too is that uh the the lpga professional whose last name was pancake her first name escapes me yeah brooke brooke pancake was sponsored on tour by waffle house
2: how could that happen Yeah, I mean, isn't that the biggest swing and a miss from IHOP you've ever seen? Yes.
1: It should have been the International House Pancakes, not Waffle House. Come on, people. Waffle House, that's a coup, baby. (laughs) It
2: is. going on? They know what to do.
1: Hey, a lot of stuff that that you'll be interested in, other than donuts and Waffle Houses, uh, happened at the PGA show, and we're going to talk about that when we come back, because... God knows we we should talk about something about golf before the show's over, and we will. (laughs) So Jeff has seen a lot of stuff. Jeff has taught a lot of teachers. He's listened to a lot of teachers who, who he has gleaned a lot of information from. Teachers, the equipment, the technique... All stuff that works together to make you a better golfer. But this is why you need golf lessons. So for the guys who are saying right now, I don't need no stinking lessons. Yes, you do. And when we come back, we're going to spend the rest of the show explaining to you why. Hang out. We are those weekend golf guys. And if you're one of those companies that stayed open during COVID, I have some great news for you. Government funds are available to reward companies who stayed open during that challenging time. It's not a loan. You don't have to pay it back. Your hard work to stay open could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at refundsasap.com. That's refundsasap.com. You heard that right. Up to $26,000 per employee. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the tax experts at refundsasap.com. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work. Then they share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans. If you have five or more employees, let RefundsASAP.com help you get up to $26,000 per employee. Visit RefundsASAP.com. That's RefundsASAP.com. RefundsASAP.com. Okay, attempting to talk about golf, we are back, those Weekend Golf Guys. That's I'm John right. Ashton. He's Jeff Smith from Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana, by the way, uh, yeah. who has just recently returned from a very successful foray uh, down to Orlando for the PGA Merchandise Show. You know, it used to be in the old days that you you went down there and, and you walked around and you saw stuff and you looked at new stuff and you tested out stuff and you came back knowing stuff. But nowadays, man, you're the guy who you goes down there to impart wisdom to everybody and just come back tired. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, you know what, I I love doing the education stuff. So I already told you, you know, I, I spoke at the demo day. But the night of the demo day is this big, gigantic teachers gathering, we call it open forum. And I'm the guy behind the scenes helping put that thing on. And there's, there's a bunch of big name teachers there. We got them up on stage, you know, we got, we got Mike Adams on stage, we got Jim uh, mclean up on stage we got butch Harmon up on stage and they're up there and, and imparting wisdom like crazy we got chris como walking around with a microphone in his hand we got everybody we got teachers coming out of our ears all talking about some geeky stuff and then we got long drivers on stage
3: oh.
2: mashing golf balls we got a dude named martin borgmeyer And he shows up and he's talking about biomechanics and the things that he's doing. And he is just crushing golf balls. You're like, what happened here? How did a human being get to be that physically gifted and in shape and that smart and eloquent at the same time? Mm. He looks like an NFL tight end and he swings a club amazingly fast and he can stand there and hold the crowd in ways that you wouldn't think somebody with that physical gift can have that mental gift as well. it was talking about us all having a, you know all this great stuff about how how we can help our players get better on some of the things the long drive guys do that the teachers can impart wisdom like that to um, to our players. It was really helpful. Boy, so, what a good thing that was.
1: So can you teach somebody to, to swing faster? Yeah, oh, yeah. You can good teach them Lord, or do you have do to it. train them? Is, no, no, no. You can teach some of it,
2: right? Okay. There's information, right? You can plug holes in their efficiency, right? Okay. So let's say, John, you're swinging at, oh, let's say 90 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And I see that you're putting an awful lot of energy into this thing and it's only moving 90 miles an hour but what if i taught you to do something in a way after i figured out your body and what you're capable of doing sure what if i taught you to do something in a way that right this minute without going to the gym without going to some extra thing about train this and train that and train the other thing how about if i just taught you something in to in a way that you could set your body up to move more efficiently and then the energy that you're currently expending actually speeds the club up.
1: That would be much more efficient and much more welcomed. Yeah. I do
2: that all the time. And I use force plates to do that okay. because I show you things that say, hey, John, stand on these plates and hit a couple shots for me.
3: Okay. And you're like,
1: oh,
2: wait. <laughs> they're electronic scales and tell me lots of
1: cool stuff. Right. It's what they are.
2: How much pressure
1: I'm putting on each leg and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah.
2: And what kind and when. Okay. You know, there's a lot of people that the when is the big problem. Oh, okay. Like they do all this grunting, thrusting, forcing, got to get it, you know, moving it faster. And they don't do it fast enough to get the golf swing moving fast enough. Right. So there's this thing. That we do, we propel ourselves. If we stood on the basketball court and we wanted to run forward and then stop, we would do that and to be in this burst of energy and then putting on the brakes, right? Mm -hmm. And then we could spin around and then stop. We could move side to side and then stop, right? Sure. And we could jump and land, right? Mm -hmm. All those things have. Force, and a stopping force. Right. Well, what if, what if you generate some force, but you don't stop the force in time to make it worthwhile? So, am I saying that there's a stopping force in golf swings?
1: I, of, I, I imagine
2: I, that is what you're trying to say, yes, sir. Sounds like I said something along those lines. Well, guess what, John? There is a stopping force. Well, who'd have thunk it? It's your left leg. Okay. Well, you know, when you swing and then you wind up standing up at the end, you're standing on your left leg. Yeah. It's not like everything just kept on going toward the target, right? No. So there's a point there where you're twisting and turning and pushing and and it all winds up in your left leg. Right. Well, what if it doesn't happen soon enough? Well, then the club doesn't speed up fast enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we are dealing with, you know, your golf swing, John, your, your downswing, Mm -hmm. you know, yours is like less than a half a second. Yeah. So in this less than a half a second, you got to do some stuff and then you got to stop doing that stuff. So the club can speed up. This is some fun stuff. So when you finally get to the studio, like you keep promising me, you'll Mm. come for a golf lesson (laughs) and we'll record it. Right. You'll find that out and you'll go, um, why didn't you show me this before? And the answer is going to be, uh, you kept promising me you'd show up.
1: <laughs> you weren't ready, Grasshopper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There is some of that.
2: But yeah, we saw all kinds of that. But yes, there is this teaching that I could do. Mm-hmm. And there's also some things you could train. Okay. Okay. I can even give you the things you could go train. Knowing you're really not going to do it, so,
1: but that. So why waste your time and mine, right? Well, uh, <laughs> we want to record it. <laughs> yeah, we definitely. To, and,
2: and the question is: Do we want to record it just for posterity, or do we want to record it for the fact that you can always reference it and go decide to do it later on your own, or do we want to record it so that way I can say, "See, John, back in the day,"
1: <laughs> what I, did- What is it? You stop.
2: What is up that you stop? Yeah. All right. So, you know, in your golf swing and my golf swing and everybody's golf swing, there's this little lateral bump. Like We we go back at the top of our back swing and then we kind of bump toward the target just a little bit with our lower body, right? It kind of inches over there, so to speak, right? Yeah. And then it rotates to the target. And then your left leg straightens out sometime late in that rotation. Right. Well, that's the stopper of the lateral bump and it's the stopper of the rotary force. And all that force that stops gets transferred into your body. Okay. Cuz your foot's on the ground, mm-hmm. and all the rotary force kind of gets into that left leg and it kind of locks up and you're like, "Hey, where's all this energy going?" Right through your body, out the arms. Okay. Step. All right. That's kind of cool. So your leg makes your arms go faster. Yeah. So let's think about it. John, I want you to think of a baseball player. Mm -hmm. He's late. He's reared back. Mm -hmm. He strides toward the pitcher's mound, plants his left foot, twists his body, and his left leg straightens out, right? Mm -hmm. And the body turns and the arms fling and the bat comes around and bam, home run. And we see that I'm like, okay, I want you to watch your golf, sw- watch the golf swings you see on YouTube or on TV and you go watch it. And you're like, yeah, look at that front leg. That thing took all that abuse and straightened out. And then the arms came down really fast and the hands threw the club in the head, the head in the ball really fast. You'd be surprised what happens when you see that order.
3: Hmm.
1: When you do things in the right order, magic happens. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So I've heard. <laughs>
2: well, yeah, you know. I wouldn't know. It is amazing.
1: So, and it's it's a easily teachable point for stoppage. I mean, it it, it makes sense. It's not weird for somebody who hasn't been doing it. That way before, I mean, it doesn't feel strange.
2: We've all been doing it.
1: Okay. It's
2: a matter of doing it when. Okay. And how do you generate more force and then slam on the brakes? I teach you that too. Mm. Do right. I teach you how to slam on the brakes harder? Yes, I do. Ooh. Oh yeah. Does it hurt your body? No, it doesn't.
1: Well, there's that. That's a plus.
2: Well, there is that, right? Mm-hmm. Because we all can sit there and think about it going, wait a minute. Um, I just generated more force. I did more. uh, And then I slammed on the brakes of that uh, movement. Wait a minute. Isn't that going to hurt? And the answer is not if you do it well.
1: Right. Because that force is dissipated through your arm movements. That's right. Yeah. See, I've been paying attention. Yeah. I even took a note or two. Maybe you can take it a note or two too. We'll uh, we'll come back and yeah. we'll review right after this. Don't go away. We are those weekend golf guys. Of course, we have a Facebook page. Facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. Facebook.com slash golf guys.
0: Attention individuals and businesses struggling with tax debt during the COVID-19 pandemic. The IRS Deputy Commissioner has just announced the Taxpayer Relief Initiative. To take advantage of the new program, you need to call United Tax Fix right now. United Tax Fix will help you settle your tax bill for an amount you can afford, remove or reduce penalties, stop negative collection actions, and negotiate affordable monthly payments. Don't ignore your tax bill. Negotiate and resolve your tax debt now. And take advantage of the new Taxpayer Relief Initiative program. Even if you've been rejected or turned down in the past, you may qualify for a settlement under these new guidelines. Here's the bottom line. If you're struggling with your tax bill, you can't afford to wait. You need to call United Tax Fix right now. For a free phone consultation, call 800-762-2768, that's 800-762-2768, 800-762-2768.
1: It is us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. He is teacher par excellence. He's been on stage down last week at the uh, PGA Show and the PGA Merchandise yeah. Show in Orlando. Now we touched briefly uh, a couple weeks ago on the show here about the correlation or or the differentiation between teaching technique as opposed to equipment in order to fix problems or yeah, um, just make people better. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you have to do, because so many of us just go and buy something off the rack. Yeah, and that's a problem. So let me say this about that.
2: That is kind of a weird little thing to say, isn't it? I want to say this about that.
3: Uh
2: How about if I say that about this? That works, too. I don't know. This about that sounds better. Okay. Sounds a bit more pertinent. Let me say this about that. Yeah, that's (laughs) it. So people, when you're going out and you're interested in new clubs, take the time. Spend the extra few bucks. Because when you go through a proper club fitting with somebody who knows what they're doing and they've got the equipment and they've got the thing that they change the shafts and they change the heads and they change the angles and they're going through it in a way that they can put a better product in your hand. You're not wasting money. People say they think, well, no, no, I don't want to pay a hundred dollars for a club fitting. Like the heck you don't. Well, I'm already going to spend 400 on this driver. How do you know that's the driver you're going to spend $400 on? Right. If you just rolled into the store. And threw down $400 and walked out with a driver. Yeah, sure, but you don't know whether that's the right shaft or if it is the right shaft, maybe there's a writer shaft. Maybe there's a better version of that head. Maybe it's not even that head at all.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly.
2: Oh, I want this new one. This is a big thing that I've heard about this. All the marketing says this thing is the the deal. I got to have this one. Really? But what if the way you swing a club well and repeatably, what if a different club? with a different shaft in it is actually going to produce shockingly better results. You might right. want to know that paying for results.
1: Don't most of the big box stores. Now the, the Dick's sporting goods and the golf galaxies and places like that have PGA teachers on staff that can fit and know what they're doing, or should you I'm go told, to I, a dedicated fitting
2: that. place? What, what I don't know. And and this is, and I, I, I am going to, plead ignorance on this since i don't go to those stores i don't see the fitting setups that they have and i don't know how well they are trained their staff i don't know those things so i won't say anything that could be that move the needle either way
3: okay
2: that's fair I, i simply don't know because i don't go into those stores what i do though in in the area that I'm that I'm looking for. Like I've got students that actually say, dude, can you help me find a good club fitter in my area? I'm like, yeah, but Google's out there and there's a bunch of people who are specialists and all you have to do is find them and then ask them questions like, how many different brands do you have? And do you use universal adapters? And how many different shafts do you have in my range of shafts that I would need? Okay. If the answer is not, you know, five to 10 shafts or, or a greater number, then you're probably dealing with somebody who deals primarily with one, maybe two brands. And so that means that they're not going to be as, they, they won't have as many different possibilities for you to get better. Right. They have a couple and those couple, both those things, both those brands they have, brand X and brand Y might be better than what you got. I don't know. But what I'm saying to you is spend the money, find somebody who's got experience, read the reviews on the person, find out if they're a top fitter from X, Y, and Z company, find out if it's more than one company. There are people out there who specialize in one of them, which means they might be excellent fitting you for the best one of that product.
1: Well, that's what happens when you get, because most of us will be getting emails, especially as the spring starts getting closer and closer for a Titleist Fitting Day at so-and-so golf course or Callaway Fitting Day at so-and-so golf course. All probably very educational and very good, but like you say, they will fit you with the best fit from that brand for you, not necessarily the best club for you. That's right, because it's what they have. Right, exactly.
2: So do your homework, folks. Don't just get your your panties in a wad and go, I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to come home with a driver today. Like, just chill out a minute. Get a little bit better informed about it. Make a better decision as to who's going to fit you. Make sure you go with you know, a, a really good quality person in your area mm-hmm. and spend the money to get fit so that way you're not wasting money on a driver.
1: Right. Because yeah, if you
2: have to waste money on the driver, then you're going to do that again next year. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even half this year because you thought it was great. And then all of a sudden you can't hit it worth a bit, but you spent your money.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So So, you sell it for half of what you paid for it and you go out and try to find another one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say here, they are not a sponsor, but I got my driver from Club Champion. Right. And it was a marvelous experience. I mean, the guy made me bring my own clubs in and made me swing my driver. 12, 50, 20 times. And he took down notations of, you know, how I swung, what the, what the numbers were and all that. Saw what my, my current equipment was doing, uh, asked me what I thought I needed to improve. And I said, you know, I need to do everything better. And, um, you know, and went from there, but we tried maybe five or six different heads. Um, the first thing he did was found the shaft that worked best for me. And then once that was done, decided upon just use that that one shaft with a couple different heads and um, I got I got the driver that works works quite well for me if I do say so myself
2: well you know and and that's a thing you went through somebody who'd done it a bunch of times and are trained and they find the head shaft combination mm-hmm. that it all worked for you and that's the important piece here folks. Get that right. Spend the right money in the right way. Yeah. You know, do that because, so I, I I did this presentation on the balancing act between teaching and club fitting. Right. And I spent a good portion of it on teaching because I'm a teacher, Mm -hmm. but I'm also a club fitter. Right. And so it's pretty important to know that there are different viewpoints. They hold a club fitter. Really is going to kind of go about it with, yeah, this is what the guy's bringing to the table. This is what I'm going to fit because that's what he's paying me for. And I'm a club fitter. And I have no idea whether that guy's ever going to change his golf swing or not. Right. And you change an awful lot of things when you change certain things about a player. And the teacher that's also a club fitter has to know why this versus that. Why would they? Pick one and choose, all right, why this shaft to go with that swing? Well, wait a minute, are we gonna be dealing with that swing all the time or are we gonna or should we wait on this club fitting? And there's some of that mm-hmm. because if I see something going on in your golf swing that I know is that we're gonna deal with, we're gonna deal with it first. Right because you're about to spend money on a golf club. And if I fit you in that golf club now doesn't work for this different version of your golf swing, you you know, you, you have this mindset, Oh, I'll get you the right club. And if you just choose to, to swing it differently, um, then it'll still be right. No, that's not
1: true. No, not at all. Not at all. No, it's I like you you go you go and people, get a
2: suit or speed, and that is not it, dude.
1: Yeah, you go get a suit custom made, and you gain twenty five pounds. That suit's not going to fit, <laughs> you know. It's not. Trust me, I know. Yeah. So, and I would imagine that if if I came to you and I said I need to find a driver that works for me, but I want to uh, get my swing speed faster, you'd have to work on the swing speed element before you fit the club. Because the faster you swing, that would determine what shaft would be work better for you.
2: Well, right? that's certainly one of the factors that is for sure. Yeah. So you and I would have a, a conversation about this, and I'd say, all right, let's, let's think about what we're about to do here. Because if we step on this accelerator and you still can't control the head, now you're going to be hitting it all over the lot. Right. But yet, if we get you to control what's going on and then step on the accelerator. Now we're in pretty good shape. Wouldn't you agree? I would hope. The trouble is, is that might be two different clubs. Right. Right. So I'm going to have to, you know, that's a full long winded conversation. That's not a five minute. Yeah, let's do this. And then let's do that. And everybody shake their heads at each other and go, yeah, I get it. right now.
3: I'll go make sure.
2: <laughs> hey, sure. Let's go do that. But the truth is, is that you got to find out what is going to happen when the player makes some sort of a more of a controllable move, because you have to have something under control before you step on the gas. Because if you didn't, it's just like driving a car. You know, I work with a lot of high school kids. That's where their brains are. Brains are. I'm like, all right, tell me what happens when you just step on the gas and your hands aren't even on the steering wheel. (laughs) Uh, You're in the ditch. Yep. That's what you're trying to do with your golf swing. Now you're done. What (laughs) do not we say we pull this thing? and learn to hit it down the middle and then learn to what's going to take this step on the gas
1: there you go okay more reasons why i guess what we're coming down to is more reasons why you actually no matter what you think why you need some lessons from a qualified bona fide expert teacher we'll be right back We are Those Weekend Golf Guys, and we are back for quite a while still. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Jeff's been back from the PGA Merchandise Show, the annual event where the golf community comes together to celebrate golf. And I understand that the last few years had been pretty pathetic because of COVID-19 and the pandemics and the whole nine yards. And a lot of the big boys didn't even bother showing up for the golf show, which made it kind of... Boring.
2: Yeah, it was kind of like COVID-20 and 21 because they didn't come for those years.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but uh, things, uh, as I understand, are getting back to normal and, and uh, yeah. it was kind of exciting. And a lot it of products really were, uh, <laughs> I mean, a brand new Pro V1 and Pro V1X. Ooh, <laughs> now, yeah, if that's know. not going to con- confuse the hell out of people. I don't know what else will.
2: I always wonder about that. You know, I got my staff package, you know, sent to me and here's these new balls and yay, and they're cool. Tell me, are they going to be the same balls we had last year or just a slightly different version? They go, eh, these are new, new and improved and much better than last year's number one spot in market. Yep, sure are. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. think you could have done that without changing people changing what ball people play.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's just so their <laughs> retailers have to spend so much money to bring in the new stock because, you know, everybody's going to, go, I want that new ball. Uh, what about ball fitting, man?
2: I like ball fitting. You know, okay. I
1: spend time around the short game, high
2: handicappers, mid-handicappers, low handicappers, whoever. I started around the short game. Okay. It's gotta do what you need it to do. Yeah. Around the greens. Yeah. You know, if you're a bump and run kind of player and that ball's checking up on you all the time, you may want a little less spin and ball. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility that you grab a different ball like that. Right. And then you, got the, then you got the let's go fit it for those three-quarter wedge shots that you need to spin, right? You're like, yeah. okay, I don't need it to spin a whole lot when I'm chipping and running. But, man, when I got to hit that little 30-yard pitch shot, I got to have some stopping power on that. So I right. need a golf ball that does those things when I hit them well. Because, you know, most people are talking about the spin and they're like, yeah, I you know, I'm going to reduce the spin as much as I can on a driver I need a lower spinning ball. Give me one of those hard ones. And
1: mm-hmm. you me know, hit a top rock.
2: Yeah, see, that's the trouble right there. They start going down that road and they, they find out they can lose any ball off the tee because it's spun too much. Right. Right. So that's not really the way you go fit golf balls. But people think, well, yeah, look, my launch monitor reading says I'm spinning this thing at 4,000 RPMs with a driver and I'm supposed to be spinning it at 2,800. I need to change my ball to do that. My my brain says probably not.
3: <laughs> okay. I think you can
2: change your your attack angle or something. Mm-hmm. But it's probably not the ball. But people kind of get this messed up, you know. They they go at it in a way that they think that's the way to fit. Like no 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 no. You fit a golf ball. You know, at, a few years back, they there was a, a company out there that said said we're going to fit based on your club head speed. Mm-hmm. so i went up to the guy when he showed up out of, at, at the facility i was teaching it was at otter creek a few years back and he said yeah we're doing this ball fitting and it's all based on your on your club head speed on which ball we'd put you in i said well which club are you going to use and he looked at me and i said because my ball speed's different on all 14 of my clubs so what am i doing
1: right
2: and he, and he kind of scratched his head and said no 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 were you basing it on the driver I said, well, why? I'm only hitting 18 shots with or 14 shots with that one. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we basing it on my irons where I'm hitting a whole lot more of those? Oh yeah. Cause I'm hitting different ones of those and the spin rates are all different. And he's looking at me like, Oh God, he's got us.
1: <laughs> Let me talk he's to this just guy. Over our here. Whole theory
2: out of- yeah. He's just blowing our whole theory out of the water. Look, dude, you got 14 different clubs in your bag. Mm -hmm. they're all going to hit it differently. If you hit them all full swing, full effort, every one of them is going to spin differently. How the hell do you fit somebody just based on club head speed alone? You can't.
1: Yeah. I like the ones you do online where they say, you know, how far do you hit your seven iron and and fit you from, from that? How tall are you and how far do you hit your seven iron? Okay.
2: All right. So there's some interesting stuff going on there with that, right? Uh-huh. How far you hit it when you, when you when you clank it, you hit it on the bottom board it goes a long way, doesn't it? Yeah. What if you're one of those guys who always hits his irons fat? How's that how's that answer? right? right. How's that gonna be a thing that they can fit from? What if you're always hitting it thin and you're basing it on distance? Come on, it's got to be more to it than that. Yeah, exactly. Come on folks. You were all born at night. Just don't make it don't make it look like it was
1: last night. Last night. But but I think what we have proven is that there are so many variables that can make you better or worse of a golfer. Oh, sure. You have to put yourself in front of somebody who knows all the variables and can help you discern which are the ones that you need to do differently.
2: Yeah. Don't just buy
1: the pretty box. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Hey, I heard there was a set of uh, some golf balls out there that were selling for like $25 a ball. Really? Yeah.
1: Like <laughs> You gotta be kidding me. Those are <laughs> for people with more money than cents, right? I'm thinking Barnum sells those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: right. I
1: don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, I I, I want to uh, just throw out a, a a little shout out to um, some friends of ours, the, the guys with Encore golf balls. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. They have just been named the official golf ball of the uh, Epson. Not the, Yeah, the Epson tour.
2: How cool is that? Yeah. We've known those
1: guys forever. Since the day they started. Yes, we have. Yeah. We were the first people to recognize them and put them on the air with their new the hollow core, the hollow core ball golf ball back what 11 years ago,
2: yeah. yeah. A perimeter weighted golf ball done in a different
1: way, yeah. Yeah, I give you a metal ball inside of that thing. <laughs> it was, and it sounded really weird when you hit it, too. It did, it kind of tinged, but anyhow, I just want to do a yeah. shout out to them. That's it's been a long road for them, and they have worked really hard, and they deserve all the kudos they get. And it's uh, yeah. It's it's good. So they you know they just they just have to provide now all of the uh all the range balls for every Epson tour tournament, right? Really? Yeah.
2: Do they make balls in the shape of printers? <laughs> is that what that no. is? That's not it, huh?
1: Not at all. No. How about cartridges? No, you no, no cartridges either. No.
2: No cartridges?
1: No, doesn't do work that way. So let's let's recap for the uh, benefit of, of those who uh, have have come in late. Um, recap. I thought we capped. I thought that was the deal. Well, we 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 will recap we and then cap again. But okay. what what we're talking about is that because golf is such a complicated set of movements, and the and the equipment can differ from person to person. I mean the the club that I can swing perfectly and hit perfectly may not be the club that works with you because your swing may be different or your your body's different or for any reason whatsoever. Yes, so that is why, and you know, and you may even have to practice a little bit, but put yourself in front of somebody who has the expertise to tell you what works best for you and how to make it work best for you. Don't question them. Don't tell them, I love that Callaway. I, I'm going to play Callaway. I love Callaway clubs. Well, they may not be the best for you. You know, There may be some brand you've never heard of, yeah. some brand you can't pronounce. <laughs>
2: That's right. Might be Zixio or yeah, that's what I'm
3: thinking of exactly. I don't know
2: X X I O.
1: How you pronounce that word? Um, you need yeah. to put yourself in front of somebody that knows the answer, whereof they speak. The answer is poorly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do it right, folks. Just just do it right. So this is even this is why the guy who who is so proud he's never taken a lesson needs to take lessons. This is why the guy who took seven lessons last year probably needs to take more lessons. If you're not where you want to be, if you're not where you think you should be, or if you can't hit that driver, you spent five 99 on to save your life. Yeah.
2: I mean, why waste the money? Think about it, folks. Exactly. You're digging into the pocket and you're shelling it out for golf stuff. There's so much golf stuff out there. It's too easy to get confused. It's too easy to get it wrong just based on a whim. Going, I like this one.
1: Uh-huh. This one's one. Yeah, This I read
2: one. This yeah. one was pretty. I like this. Yeah. They they got a cool ad. Matter of fact, I like that tour player that they got swinging that club in that yeah. commercial.
1: That's yeah, what McElroy uses. I want one of these. But well, yeah. folks?
2: They paid him a lot of your money.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they did. That's why just that saying. thing cost you five ninety nine. So anyhow, go out. Find somebody you can trust, somebody you can relate to, somebody who knows whereof they speak, ask them to show you how to do it right or to do it, do it so that it works best for you and then ask them to help fit you with the right equipment. And then you will be so much happier when you go out to play some golf.